Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. It is so great to be with you, friends. Tomorrow is Election Day, and a year from yesterday is Election Day. I'm pro-life leader Frank Cavone of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. We are going to discuss what I just said, and we are also going to look at, and we're going to let President Trump speak for himself here in a video he made uh, about an educational initiative, which I hope you've heard of already, truly revolutionary, and it really shows the, the spirit of President Trump, so strong, stronger than ever, ready to not just save this country, but to bring it to heights that it's never been before and to smash the woke culture, to smash the culture of death, to smash the deep state, the weaponized government, the radical agenda of those who want to destroy our faith and our values and our churches and our patriotism and the lives of the unborn. He's out to smash all this, and so are we. And we're going to do it by persuasion. We're going to do it by voting. We're going to do it by all the means that our Constitution gives us. And we're going to do it by coming together like we're doing tonight. That's what this program is about. Thank you for joining me. We're going to start, as we always do, with the Word of God. And tonight, because we want to focus on on a bunch of things, including this nonsense going on in New York with this trial with President Trump, we're going to hear from his attorney, and I'm going to give you some polling that is absolutely mind-boggling um, in our favor, by the way. Um, but because I, 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 want to, I want to really highlight President Trump's educational proposal, I want to start with the book of Proverbs. You know, the book of Proverbs has just so much wisdom in it and little digestible pieces. But here's how the book starts off. This reading is the beginning of the book of Proverbs. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, Come with us. Let us lie in wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. 
Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive, and a hole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with the plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Let us pray. Almighty God, your word gives us wisdom for our lives. Your word gives us wisdom for our nation. And your word teaches us, Lord, that keeping in your way, keeping on the road to salvation requires education in the deepest sense of the word, not just imparting knowledge, but forming character. Not just teaching information, but raising one up in virtue. Education, leading one out of darkness and into light. Leading one from self-centeredness to self-giving. This is education. Lord God, you are the one above all. In your word, in the grace of your Son, Jesus Christ, in the light of the Holy Spirit, you are the one above all who educates us, takes us away from darkness and falsehood, forms us in virtue, enables us to choose the good, and then to choose it repeatedly over and over again, empowers us to reject evil, and empowers us to reject it over and over and over again so that a virtue forms, a habit of rejecting evil and choosing good based on a habit of recognizing evil and recognizing good. Lord, give us education. Lead us out of vice. Lead us off the path of the wicked. Lead us on the straight and narrow path of which your son spoke Wide is the way that leads to condemnation. Many there are who follow it, but narrow is the road that leads to life. Few there are who find it, and yet I am the way, the truth, and the life. We hear the words of your Son. We embrace Him, His grace, and His Spirit tonight. And in that Spirit, we pray for America that she too may be embraced by the word of truth and by the grace of salvation. Educate our nation, Lord God. Bring us to your kingdom. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. Tomorrow's election day. We got to start with this. Tomorrow is election 2023. And I want to say a prayer here. We're going to continue in the mode of prayer. Electionprayer.com is a special election prayer website that we have created and used for many, many election cycles. 
And there are many elections tomorrow. Now, certain states have statewide elections, whether for governor or for state legislators. We're talking about Kentucky. We're talking about Louisiana, New Jersey. We're talking about Mississippi and Virginia. We can gain some more trifectas for the Republican side. Republicans already have more trifectas across the country than Democrats, where you've got the governor's mansion in both houses of the legislature in the Republican column. We can get more as a result of tomorrow's vote. Early voting has been in progress in many of these places, but there are also a lot of municipal races, mayoral races, county executives. We've been bringing your attention to Allegheny, Pennsylvania. Uh, we, uh, we have all kinds of local elections and we've been urging people. And I want to ask you, give a final push in these next 24 hours to urge people if they haven't been voting in recent years, or if they tend to skip those odd numbered years, invite them to change their way of looking at this. Every year is an election year and there's no such thing as an unimportant election. And there's no such thing as an unimportant voter. You engage a voter today and tomorrow in a local election for 2023, you've got them engaged. And then they're ready, all the more ready for 2024. And that's one less person that we have to try to push and, and, and overcome that inertia of not having voted. One less person we need to push to get activated for next year. Let's do it now. Let's do it tonight. Let's do it tomorrow. Do everything you can. Spend as much time as you can these next 24 hours getting others to vote. So join with me in this prayer, the election prayer for life. Oh God, we acknowledge you today as Lord, not only of individuals, but of nations and governments. We thank you for the privilege of being able to organize ourselves politically and of knowing that political loyalty does not have to mean disloyalty to you. We thank you for your law, which our founding fathers acknowledged and recognized as higher than any human law. We thank you for the opportunity that this election puts before us to exercise our solemn duty not only to vote, but to influence countless others to vote and to vote correctly. Lord, we pray that your people may be awakened. Let them realize that while politics is not their salvation, their response to you requires that they be politically active. Awaken your people to know that they are not called to be a sect fleeing the world, but rather a community of faith renewing the world. Awaken them that the same hands lifted up to you in prayer are the hands that write the names on the ballot, that the same eyes that read your word are the eyes that read the names on the ballot, and that they do not cease to be Christians when they enter the voting booth. Awaken your people to a commitment to justice, to the sanctity of marriage and family, to the dignity of each individual human life, and to the truth that human rights begin when human lives begin, and not one moment later. Lord, we rejoice today that we are citizens of your kingdom. May that make us all the more committed to being faithful citizens on earth. We pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So once again, friends, uh, electionprayer.com. Now, there's a crucially important election in Ohio that culminates tomorrow. And you notice the words I'm using. It culminates tomorrow. It's been going on for weeks now. And we've got to be better at early voting than the other side is. This election I want to bring your special attention to, commend it to your prayers, 
and ask you to post on social media about this and contact anyone you know in Ohio, they have to reject something that's called issue one. It's a statewide ballot initiative that would change the Ohio constitution for the worst and put into it a destructive amendment, actually changing the, not an amendment, but changing the text of the constitution itself to say that there's a right to abortion. In the Constitution, the Supreme Court just got finished saying that the right to abortion was not in the history of any Constitution in our country. Now, the other side shows their true colors. A, they invent these things out of thin air. And B, they don't want the people deciding. Oh, you say, oh, but they're letting the people vote. Yeah, letting the people vote on a soundbite. Not through a legislative process that examines the issues. They're afraid. They want to just cement the Constitution to prohibit the protection of the unborn because that's what this is doing. If abortion is a constitutional right, you can't pass a law restricting it or forbidding it, but it's an act of violence against the child. And this is far too extreme, even for people who to consider themselves pro-choice. It would not put any limits on abortion at all. Now, the people of Ohio have already expressed themselves. They've put all kinds of limits on abortion. This amendment would take them away. You really want unlimited abortion? People always have the legislative process to make their abortion laws as, as free and open or as restricted as they want. But to try to prejudge this issue for everybody, not only that, but the Ohio issue one, would allow minors to do what they want in regard to any reproductive choice because the the amendment says individual, not 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 adult. It says individual, and even would incur involve it would include transgender surgeries. With this amendment, it would be a constitutional right for a child to get their gender changed without the parent being involved at all. This is way 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 too extreme, even for people who consider themselves pro-choice. So pray and work and speak up. Issue one, as it's called in Ohio, must be defeated tomorrow. I firmly believe that with the strength of the audience we have right now on so many different platforms and with your commitment, we can stop this thing. The, 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 the margin of, uh, of the vote is getting closer and closer as the days go on. We'll see what happens. All right. So tomorrow's election day. But yesterday, one year until the 2024 election, November 5th, 2024, big day to circle in red on the calendar, but there's a second day to circle in red, which is whatever day in your state early voting will begin in that general election. But I want to read something President Trump said about the uh, this one year now, one year countdown to the election. This is, of course, posted yesterday, November 5th. Exactly one year from today, President Trump said, our country will participate in the most critical election we will ever have. This is not an ordinary election. This is an election to determine if America is still a republic, where you have the power and the right to vote for the leaders, the future, the country you want. Or, if we have become no different from those banana republics, where the dictator holds an election and magically receives 99.9% .9 of the vote. 
if Crooked Joe and the Democrats realize that they can weaponize the legal system to completely avoid a real election, then they will not stop there. This will go on forever and ever, and America will never have a genuine election again. For the past 247 years, there's one thing that has stopped America from falling to tyranny, and that's your vote. And on November 5th, 2024, exactly one year from today, you get to prove that America is still a free republic by casting your vote to save our country and make America great again. So President Trump sent out that message to many people yesterday via email. And friends, that is a beautiful message, a powerful and true message. This is where we are at right now. And we're going to comment a little bit later in the program after we talk about this great educational announcement a little bit later about this nonsense going on in New York, and we'll let President Trump's attorney speak for herself. Okay, so is it or is it not a problem for whatever issues we care about? And we all care about the same issues. Some of us focus more on some issues than others. But isn't it a problem that for whatever issue we're working on, The woke educational academic institutions in our country, many of which were founded on Christian values and for the purpose of imparting those Christian values, as the book of Proverbs that we read from a little while ago says so so beautifully, have become destructive of those values. Higher education has become a, 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 a heap of garbage. It's become an indoctrination in the ways of the left and Marxism and hatred of America and hatred of life and hatred of faith and hatred of God and love of violence. And what have we seen now with these recent uh, uh, pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas, pro-terrorism, anti-Semitic rallies? Where? On these same campuses that have been held hostage for years and years to the radical left, and they're getting worse and worse and worse. So it's like, okay, we know the left has captured these academic institutions for the most part. Obviously, there are notable exceptions. But what do we do about this? President Trump has a plan to do something about it very, very clearly. Now, first of all, you know, already in his, in his, in, in his first term, you remember, remember this. He issued an executive order in uh, 2019. Um, requiring U.S. colleges to protect free speech on their campuses or risk losing federal research funding. He said, we will not stand idly by to allow public institutions to violate their students' constitutional rights. If a college or university doesn't allow you to speak, we will not give them money. It's very simple. So this is nothing new for President Trump, but this, what I'm about to let you hear him say in, in his own words, is a bold proposal. Let's listen. Recent weeks, Americans have been horrified to see students and faculty at Harvard and other once-respected universities expressing support for the savages and jihadists who attacked Israel. We spend more money on higher education than any other country, and yet they're turning our students into communists and terrorists and sympathizers of Many, many different dimensions. We can't let this happen. It's time to offer something dramatically different. Under the plan I'm announcing today, we will take the billions and billions of dollars 
that we will collect by taxing, fining, and suing excessively large private university endowments. And we will then use that money to endow a new institution called the American Academy. Its mission will be to make a truly world-class education available to every American, free of charge, and do it without adding a single dime to the federal debt. This institution will gather an entire universe of the highest quality educational content covering the full spectrum of human knowledge and skills and make that material available to every American citizen online for free. Whether you want lectures or ancient histories or an introduction to financial accounting or training in a skilled trade, the goal will be to deliver it and get it done properly using study groups, mentors, industry partnerships, and the latest breakthrough in computing. This will be a truly top-tier education option for the people. It will be strictly non-political, and there will be no wokeness or jihadism allowed. None of that's going to be allowed. Most importantly, the American Academy will compete directly with the existing and very costly four-year university system by granting students degree credentials that the U.S. government and all federal contractors will henceforth recognize. The Academy will award the full and complete equivalent of a bachelor's degree. In addition to help the 40 million Americans who have some college education but no degree, the American Academy will grant credit for past coursework at legacy institutions and give you the chance to complete your education at the American Academy for free and much more quickly than is now possible or available. This will be a revolution in higher education and will provide life-changing opportunities for tens of millions of our citizens. Enjoy it, learn from it, and thank you. Is this amazing or what? The American Academy, free, accredited education. You heard what he said. Free, accredited education. How, how is that going to be financed? Not by raising the, 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 the national debt even more, but by taking the money through taxation and even suing these gigantic endowments that are right now pouring money into the woke, left radical institutions and using it instead for an education that will be free of wokeness and with provisions that the government and government contractors need to recognize the degrees that are obtained from this American Academy. This is, you remember, again, President Trump has been on a path of improving our education to, to correspond to the nature of education the way I, 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 was, I was praying about it at the beginning of the program. Education, it comes from two Latin words, which mean to lead someone out of something. Out of what? Out of darkness, out of ignorance. But more importantly, out of vice. It's about formation of a person in virtue. This is the authentic meaning of education. It requires information. It requires clear concepts. It requires an adherence to truth. And then you lead a person into virtue by means of what you've taught them. And, and President Trump here is just taking aim directly at the heart of one of the key reasons why our country 
and our morals and our culture have been so deteriorating over recent decades. This is we should be we should be jumping up and down about this. We should be proclaiming this from the rooftops. And we'll have more to say about this as the months go on. And people, you see, and look, we were just talking about the fact that the election is one year from yesterday. This is the kind of thing we need to be focusing people on. Not only the, the fact of how things are declining under Biden, but how we have got policy proposals here that President Trump is putting out. And I want to urge you to, 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 to see them and share them every day by going to DonaldJTrump.com and, 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 and seeing, you, know, you look at Agenda 47, or you look at the different links across the top of that website, DonaldJTrump.com. And you'll see these kind of videos that I just showed you coming out every couple of days with, with, with policy announcements, with a setting a vision. Without a vision, what does the word say? Without vision, the people perish. Quite literally. But he's setting out a vision for us. And we've got to be talking to our fellow citizens and our, and our fellow voters and getting them excited about all this. Now, at the same time, we'll get back to this in future programs. At the same time, that we've got this man who has served as one of our greatest presidents ever and is willing to do it again despite all the crap that he gets thrown at him. This man who should be honored by every citizen in America, whether they voted for him or not, he made our lives better. He made our country safer. He made our economy stronger. He made our rights more secure. He made our freedom flourish. He made our businesses rise. He made wages rise. He made unemployment sink. He got people off of food stamps. He lifted people up out of poverty. This man should be honored. But the left has absolutely no appreciation of the things he accomplished or the things he wants to accomplish, or the values and virtues because of which he wants to accomplish them. The left has no, not only no appreciation, they have a hatred for it. And so instead of honoring this man, they drag him into courtrooms like they did again today. He testified for himself today in New York in this absolutely baseless trial about fraud committed by the Trump organization. It, it's, it's nonsense. They did nothing wrong. Just, you know, you, you delve into the history of this case and you see very clearly there's nothing there. There's no, you did nothing wrong. And there's no victim. Who was harmed by the, these, these, these alleged, oh, well, you know, we inflated these numbers. And the, the, the victim is exactly who? I want you to listen to uh, President Trump's attorney today uh, because she basically sums up uh, uh, the fact that this is all garbage. Let's take a few a few minutes to listen to her, and then let's go back into prayer and, and, and pray that this kind of, of political persecution will 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 stop. Will be brought to an end. Let's let's take a listen. I'm not here to hear what he has to say. That was what rang true, loud, and could not have been more honest, coming from the judge who has already predetermined that my client committed fraud before we even walked into this courtroom. I'm not here to hear what he has to say. Then why exactly am I being paid as an attorney and why exactly are taxpayer dollars being used in this courtroom? The answer is very clear. Because Miss James wants to stand right here like she did this morning and call my client a liar. 
call the company fraudulent and make a name for herself. She said this morning that the numbers don't lie and they won't lie in this case. Well, Miss James, I have a message for you. The numbers didn't lie when you ran for governor and that's why you dropped out. And the numbers don't lie when President Trump runs for office in 2024. And those numbers are loud and clear. This country is falling apart. And if we don't stop corruption in courtrooms where attorneys are gagged, where attorneys are not allowed to say what they need to say to protect their clients' interests, it doesn't matter what your politics are. Everyone has a right in this country to get up and put a defense. I don't care who you are. You have a right to hire a lawyer who can put objections on the record. You have a right to hire a lawyer who can stand up and say something when they see something wrong. But I was told to sit down today. I was yelled at and I've had a judge who is unhinged slamming a table. Let me be very clear. I don't tolerate that in my life. I'm not gonna tolerate it here. And you know what? You shouldn't either. Because not every American citizen gets a camera and a microphone. And what I'm seeing is such a demise of American judicial system and democracy. Miss James came out this morning and said that she knew Mr. Trump, and she always calls him Mr. Trump because it kills her that he was the president. But the 45th president of this country, one of the best presidents we've had, has built a great company. It's worth a ton more than that statement of financial condition. And she doesn't know how to get out of it because her politics won't allow her. She calls him a bully. She says he's going to bring out racial slurs. He's going to say things today and taunt her. Well, Miss James, you taunted him. Before you came into office, before you saw one record, one statement of financial condition, you taunted him. You said his administration was too male and too pale. Those are her words. She said that she and Michael Cohen were going to be his biggest nightmare. Where well, I have some news for you, Miss James. Michael Cohen folded, lied, and crumbled. Your star witness, along with all the DAs and corrupt AGs, need to be paying attention to what happens when you let us take the stand. When you let my client speak the truth and the judge can tell me to sit down and he can try and shorten my client's testimony, but it is loud and clear. They've got nothing. They've got nothing but their politics. She's got nothing but her Soros backing, which we discovered recently. And I am sick and tired of seeing it. Pay attention, America. Pay attention. Because when you're in court one of these days and you don't have a lawyer that has a microphone and you don't have a lawyer that can go on TV and you've got judges gagging them, what are you gonna do? We need to fix this country and we need to stop what is happening in this courtroom. President Trump is worth a lot more and she wasn't ready for it. She doesn't understand it. And before she rushed to judgment, she should have thought about attacking somebody with over 50 years of real estate expertise who changed single-handedly the skyline of New York City. She picked the wrong person and her politics will fail for it. Are you concerned by the judge's statement that uh, President Trump's longer answers that he draws negative inferences from the So let's be clear about why the judge said that. The judge doesn't like when President Trump explains 
what actually happened because it's not good for his narrative. This is a judge who clearly has an issue. If you've seen his behavior with me, you've seen his behavior uh, with the president today. He has a clear issue with facts that are not good for the case because he already predetermined. And I want everyone to understand this is yes, we do not have a jury. Yes, we do not have a lot of things that we should because they brought it under Section 6312. But this judge decided this case and liability before we walked up those stairs. I didn't have a shot. So right now we're sitting here doing a whole dance and the only thing they want are facts that are bad for Trump. That's why he's silencing him. That's why he's telling him short answers. And that's why he's clearly enraged. His face is red. He is. He came in hot and he doesn't know how to handle him. Knowing the judge is the one who will decide the penalties, have you urged your client, President Trump, to keep his answers more concise based on the judge's version? If my client was worried about people's penalties on him and that's supposed to silence his right to free speech and his right to take a stand and explain, then I wouldn't want to represent him. My client's done nothing wrong. His answer should be full. And if they try and silence him, the record will reflect that and we'll deal with it on appeal. Yes, anything else? Why did the president So everything is done strategically. I can't get into that. Uh, the truth of the matter is, the fifth was done in an EUO, which is a special proceeding. Once they brought the case, we decided it was better to fight the facts. But uh, frankly, I never thought that she would bring the case because once you see what his actual values are, you see that there's no there there. But you know, she gets a lot of attention from this. You all are sitting out here. She comes out. She calls him a liar. I mean, this is this is third world stuff. You're not allowed to run before you even know what somebody's company is, before you even know what their financials are and call someone a liar and call them a fraud and base your politics on this. Miss James would not be the attorney general, but for President Trump. Let's be very clear about that. And that might hurt her a little bit, but that's the facts. The facts hurt. That's why she wasn't she wasn't a good governor. She didn't make governor. She didn't even come close. She used this case as a cover. Numbers don't lie, Miss James, to use her own words. Numbers don't lie. Just today from New York City, President Trump's attorney, Alina Haba, really great, great job. And uh, brothers and sisters, again, the point here is you can get into the details of the case. And the more you get into the details, the more it's clear. President Trump, his organization, his family did absolutely nothing wrong. There's no victim here. There's no crime here. There's nothing. That doesn't stop them from political persecution, election, election interference. But again, the point I'm making here is that how on earth is it even conceivable? that a man who did so much for our country is treated this way. you got to take the kind of persecution that's happening here and compare it to his record. You want to talk about over, you, you claim overestimating the value of a property on a, on, a, on a piece of paper when nobody was defrauded, nobody was, was uh, lost a dime. And meanwhile, what the man did for our economy what he and his team did to lift people out, up out of poverty who are still out of poverty, make small businesses flourish, strengthen our, our border and our military and our it's that's what keeps coming to my mind. That's what keeps burning in my soul. It's like the absolute I mean if if, if what's if what's being done to him were being done to any ordinary citizen, it would be outrageous. Because it's a miscarriage of justice. You know, it's a reason that Lady Justice wears the blindfold. Shouldn't matter what the person's name is. So if, even if this were done to, a, to a, any of us, it would be an outrage. 
But for it to be done to one of the greatest presidents of all time, who did more for the hundreds of millions of people in this country than anybody's ever done, is an outrage beyond all words. And you and I have got to, you and I have got to keep reminding people of this. And you and I have got to keep encouraging the dynamic that is happening and it's being reflected in the polls and we'll get into more of the polling tomorrow. That people are rallying around him for a very simple reason. They see through all this, this garbage per, persecution, prosecution, and they say, we've got to preserve America the way America was built, which is that no, no uh, 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 attorney general, no prosecutor, and no judge get to decide for you and me who our nominee will be or who our president will be. We sort these things out in the voting booth, not through some kind of bogus prosecution. Okay, we don't have time for any more tonight. Brothers and sisters, uh, I'm going to be continuing live at the top of the hour on uh, my stations at endabortion.tv and the related platforms, the linked platforms. So uh, we're going to talk about more about elections tomorrow, again, being election day. We're going to talk about the church and elections, and I'm going to be joined by a number of clergy that are associated with Priests for Life. So um, uh, hop on over to endabortion.tv if you're not there already. See the links, and you'll be able to uh, join me for another program at the top of the hour. Meanwhile, let's turn back to the Lord in prayer. Father, we pray for President Trump uh, here tonight, and uh, we thank you for the, the legal team that, you, that, that he has put together uh, and that is defending him uh, with such uh, great clarity and strength. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that voters are waking up across this land and rejecting this, this sham of, of a process, rejecting this weaponization of government. They are rejecting it, Lord, and they are rallying around this man. Even if he wouldn't have been their first choice, they're rallying around him because they're rallying around America. They're rallying around freedom. They're rallying around the truth that we, the voters, decide uh, who, who, who serves us in government, not judges, not prosecutors. Not, not, not uh, uh, attorneys general who campaign on the idea of getting Trump. This is not how it works in America. It's okay for the Marxists. This is not okay for us as Americans. And Lord, so we are rising up. We've had enough. And we are rising up in your name and in your strength and in the power of your spirit. And we are proclaiming that we've had enough. And we are taking our energy into the voting booth. And we are taking our energy into educating our fellow citizens. And we are shouting it from the rooftops. And we will not stop until we have victory. Lord God, the victory is yours. And we joyfully receive it from you. As now we intercede for one another, for America. And we use the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here. Thank you for joining us. We are Priests for Life, and you can find our main website at endabortion.us. And you can connect with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone. That's FR Frank Pavone. Thank you, Right Side Broadcasting Network and all the other platforms that cover 
and carry these programs. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Hello, this is Father David Begany. Like many priests, I am inspired and always learning from the Ministry of Priests for Life, which is one of the largest and most visible pro-life organizations in the world. This ministry relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to prolifegift.org and give as generous a gift as you can. Thank you so much and be assured of our daily prayers for you. Priests for Life, saving lives for over 30 years. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.